Faith, Hope and Love, episode 339, the fourth Sunday of Advent, Year C. Advent 4. Yes, indeed, truly blessed is she who believed the promise made to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And blessed are we, because we hope and trust and believe that the Lord will be faithful to us and fulfill his promises to us as well. Mary and Elizabeth meet with an unspoken bond, born of their shared condition. They're each expecting a baby. They know they cannot face this alone. And they also know that God has no intention of letting them face this alone. God is with them, really with them. This yes from these two ladies will need an ongoing commitment. It will need care, time, and of course, God's sustaining grace. They know they are God's partners in bringing to birth hope and life in a very real way. This beautiful gospel today illustrates the importance of giving thanks and expressly naming our blessings. I remember hearing a story about a man who would always write down the significant things that happened to him. He had two methods of writing these things that happened to him in his life. He said he would write in the sand all the list of hurts that he had received, but he also would carve in stone all the blessings he received. When he was asked, why do you do this and why do it differently? He said, I inscribe the hurts and wrongs in sand so that the winds of forgiveness and love can eventually erase them after a time. But just as importantly, I remember to carve all my blessings and graces in stone so that time, busyness or even misfortune or circumstance will be unable to erase those memories. Carving our blessings in stone. What a wonderful thing. It serves as a constant reminder to all of us of the things for which we are eternally grateful. Why do I suspect that for many of us, including myself, we do things the other way around? We write the countless acts of kindness, love, generosity and grace and blessedness on shifting sands of memories, whilst carving in stone all the hurts and grudges and bad memories and misfortunes and the list of our own and others' sins and weaknesses. And that doesn't do us any good at all. The Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Elizabeth are wonderful examples of faithful discipleship. They notice the graciousness of God happening all around them and within them. They both delight in praising God and in thanksgiving. They make a deliberate and vocal decision to name those blessings of God and to give voice to the presence of God. It is truly an inspiring moment, a moment of true and abiding praise and thanksgiving. The other thing that strikes me about this well-known passage today is the importance of family, including extended family, our family of faith, our parish, our friends, our colleagues, and the wider community as well. The Virgin Mother must have been daunted and filled with awe by what she knew was happening to her and what her future would be. Not everyone would understand what God was doing in her life. Not everyone would be happy and certainly not everyone would have goodwill towards her and assume that the Holy Spirit was at work in this extraordinary event. Mary went to visit Elizabeth. Together they meet in great joy and affection. They gain enormous support from each other. How very important is the support and encouragement we give to one another in times of joy 
and also times of trial. This weekend, as Advent comes very quickly to a close, let's take some time to carve a few things in stone. Let's look back. Who are some of the people we need to give thanks for from this past year, and all past years for that matter? Let's recall in our hearts and minds every act of kindness and love that we could possibly think of. So many people have shown us these acts of kindness and love daily. And let's remember the people, the many people, through whom we have experienced Christ's graced presence, his love, compassion and mercy, his kindness. Let us remember and give thanks for all these people and all the blessings in our hearts and minds and show this gratitude in our words and in our actions. And let us take time to be aware that in the very midst of our busy preparations for the celebration of Christ's birth in ancient Bethlehem, Christ is reborn each year and each day in the Bethlehem of our homes and in our daily lives and in our hearts. Let us take time, slow down, be still, be awake to the divine mystery that looks so common and so ordinary, yet is so wonderfully present. Let's seek out people like Elizabeth and the Blessed Virgin Mary, who have grateful, remembering hearts, who focus on the positives and show us the world in all its goodness for us to build our lives upon. People who don't dwell on negatives and who do not get us more and more upset or downcast by focusing on everything that is wrong. Let's be attentive to the ways in which God is present to us, especially God's abiding presence and action in the people with whom we socialize, work, and live. O come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord and save us. Come, Lord of light. Your spirit all around us with you.
drop down dew from above you heavens, and let the clouds rain down the just one. Let the earth be opened, and bring forth a saviour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and peace and greetings to you all. We continue on our Advent journey. We now light the fourth Advent candle, the angel's candle, reminding us of the message of the angels, peace on earth to people of goodwill everywhere. O rising sun, you are the splendour of eternal light and the sun of justice. O come and enlighten those who yearn for you. Lord, have mercy. O King of all, come and save humanity whom you formed from the clay. Christ, have mercy. O Emmanuel, Lord our God, come and save us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that our Lord will bring us from suffering to glory. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts that we to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. The Lord says to his people, You, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judea, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labour has brought forth, then the rest of his kindred shall return to the children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be peace. The Word of the Lord. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. Shine forth from your cherubim throne. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. 
Look down from heaven and see. Visit the vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. May your hand be on the one you have chosen, the one you have given your strength. And we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, As it is written of me in the scroll of the book, See God, I have come to do your will, O God. When Christ said, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, See, I have come to do your will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. I am the servant of the Lord. May his will for me be done. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfilment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord I was once fortunate enough to be able to spend December in a country that thinks it really invented Christmas, the United States of America. Now, while I'm sure that's not the case, I'm fairly certain that they did invent Christmas decorations, fairy lights and high-calorie festive food. These reminders of the season are to be found everywhere in the United States, and there's no escaping that this is a joyful time. 
Now, amid all the hype of Christmas in America, I'm not sure they or us use the beautiful word that is so connected with today's gospel, blessed. You could really say that the central theme of this very human tale of the visit of Mary and Elizabeth is the blessedness, the joy, the peace of those who believe. All Jesus' preaching had its aim to elicit faith in people's hearts. However, it's not simply a matter of believing, but acting on that belief. It's a question of hearing the word and doing it, taking risks on it, and making sacrifices because of it. As the spiritual writer Catherine de Hoek Doherty wrote, Don't bother proclaiming that you believe if you don't act accordingly. Now you might hear people say, Oh, it's easy for people who have faith to live and deal with life's difficulties. But we all know that faith doesn't make things easy. In fact, the opposite is quite often the case. It's because we have faith that we refuse to give up. Faith impels us to persevere, to struggle on, often with no guarantee of a happy outcome. The encounter of Mary and Elizabeth in Luke presents the church in miniature. Two people gathered in faith and hope and love, united by the Spirit, the Lord present in their midst. So instead of fearing the unknown and the uncertainty of the future, the result here is joy. Advent ends with Elizabeth's proclamation, Blessed are those who believe that the promise made in the Lord would be fulfilled. There it is again, that word, blessed. This meeting also highlights the joy to be found in little things, things that we might take for granted. Christmas is often advertised as a big, glossy, expensive event. But the scriptures provide us with the context of a little, weak, seemingly insignificant group of people, essential components of God's plan. This simple meeting of two women may not be an event surrounded by feasting, bright lights and expensive gifts, but it is about family gathering, songs to be sung and stories to be told, good news to be shared. Mary is blessed not only because she believed, but because she immediately acted on that belief. St. Augustine said that Mary's true greatness was not that she was the mother of God, but that she was the servant of God. Her obedience to Gabriel's request was not blind. It was an obedience based on trust in the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy of a saviour and Micah's instruction that out of the clans of Judah one will be born who will rule over Israel. It has been suggested that Mary fled to Elizabeth to check out what she had heard was not a dream, that she wasn't crazy, but I detect a real joy and anticipation in Luke's account of this event. I think she made the dangerous journey of some 90 miles to the house of Zechariah to share her news with the one person who could understand both her excitement and her unselfish acceptance. As uncertain as her future was, she said a clear yes to her faith, and God acted on it. She was neither a theologian nor a teacher. She believed herself to be a young peasant girl of no particular strength or skill. She didn't ask why, but rather, how can this happen? How can I do what you have asked? She was surprised by what God could do with her obedience. And because of that obedience, we are given a chance to respond to a similar invitation to bear Christ to others. But first, let's prepare fully for the invitation to be made yet again. Children, Santa, presents, Christmas bonuses, family reunions, better days ahead, peace in our time. Like no other day, Christmas has a way of building up expectations 
but it can be over in a flash and we fall back into our daily routines. Ours is a faith which says, there is more. Rise above the ordinary. Risk your life in the cause of what could be. As Paul says, the old has passed away. Behold the new. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. As Advent draws to a close, we pray that Christians everywhere may come to celebrate with hearts full of joy. For the Pope and the Bishops, and all who minister in the church. Let us pray to the Lord. For all expectant mothers carrying the gift of life in the womb. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who are travelling at this time, let us pray to the Lord. For the lonely and those who know no love at this time, let us pray to the Lord. For those born into eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Let us pray to the Lord. Ever-loving God, we humbly ask you to hear us as we prepare to celebrate the birthday of Jesus, who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, 
For through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the Holy Spirit, O Lord, sanctify these gifts laid upon your altar, just as he filled with his power the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. 
Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Having received this pledge of eternal redemption, we pray, Almighty God, that as the feast day of our salvation draws ever nearer, so we may press forward all the more eagerly to the worthy celebration of the mystery of your Son's Nativity, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us and giving generously of your time and prayer. We hope you've had a wonderful preparation for Christmas. And of course, this is the last Sunday of Advent. So we'll join you again very shortly for the Feast of Christmas, the Feast of the Nativity. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the Almighty and Merciful God by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent, and enrich you with his blessing. Amen. As you run the race of this present life, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Amen so that rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, you may be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Advent Hymn, O Come Lord, in memory of Paolo Mario Paul Giacomo Antonio, 1968-2020, by Paul W. Kelly, based on Ancient Church O Antiphons of Advent, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelly, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.